And I created a UFO is what I did because you can project your thoughts. Thought rules on the astral plane. If people knew how powerful thoughts were, they would be very careful about every thought they have because it's just as powerful on the physical side. Thoughts are things, they truly are. And that's no lie, that's a famous saying, but it's, but it's 100% true. Everything you think goes out like a laser cannon and it will come back to you. You will create your reality to a certain extent. And this is what causes a lot of people to end up in the lower hellish realms. And they're miserable because they feel like they don't deserve it or they're addicted or they're, they're just so wrapped up in their own negativity. It's very important we watch our thoughts. Welcome to the Inner Sanctum online group sessions with Karen Swain. This recording is some highlights from our two to three hour online sessions where I teach deliberate creation each week and once and sometimes twice a month, we invite a guest teacher to share their wisdom and their work and we can quiz them and we have a lovely time. Enjoy the highlights and if you'd like to join us, please go to karenswain.com slash inner sanctum and sign up. Yeah, that's true. All right, I want to get into, you said that you've had quite a few out-of-body experiences and you wanted to talk about how you do that. Can you astral travel at will? Um, not quite at will. It, it depends. There are times when I'm sort of comes and goes. Uh, but yeah, it's not hard to do. It's, it's something we all do every night, actually. Uh, we just don't remember it. So a lot of it is really working on dream recall and memory and trying to move towards putting our consciousness, our waking consciousness into the dream state. But for me, it began following the death of my mother in 1984, uh, which devastated me. And I wanted to find out if there was life after death because I saw her ghost and I didn't believe it for a second. I thought I was hallucinating. I thought I was crazy with grief. But she kept coming into my room at night saying, everything's fine, everything's fine. And I knew it was her because you just know by the quality of a person's presence when they're visiting you. And yet I didn't believe in life after death. So that got me interested in dreams, which led to lucid dreaming, which led to picking up Robert Monroe's book, uh, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, he wrote books about his own out-of-body experiences. And he gave exercises on how to do it. And so long story short, I buckled down and did them and got really good at it. It took me a while and it was a little scary at first, uh, but it's basically a process of physically relaxing and that can take up to 20 minutes. Even when we're falling asleep, we're not fully relaxed. We're much more relaxed when we wake up in the morning, but people will go to bed grinding their teeth and their fists are clenched and they're tossing and turning and thoughts are going a mile a minute. So you, it's really about physically relaxing, then mentally relaxing. And then you do a series of what we would call visualizations and affirmations. And this will spark within you the ability to leave your body at will. And the things you can do are unbelievably amazing and fun and healing. Uh, and it's as safe as sleeping. There's uh, some misinformation and fear 
surrounding this subject as well, which is again purposefully put out because our governments are doing everything they can to keep us from waking up spiritually. And this is the best way to wake up spiritually. It's very easy to do. I recommend people look up the literature on this, uh, start meditating. And what it's amazing because you will pop out of your body and you can visit deceased loved ones. You can go to the other side and visit the heavenly realms and erase your fear of death because you will be there. You will know for personal true knowing fact that there is life after death you can visit your spirit guides we all have a bunch of friends on the other side they're rooting for us they're doing their best you can visit healing temples learning centers oh my gosh the stuff you can do is learn learning about your past lives you can live out any fantasy that you want really i mean the stuff you can do is off the charts amazing and it's not hard. I can't recommend this enough. Oh, I, I get so excited because it completely changed my life. Do, do you want to share with us some of the things that you did when you popped out? Yeah, for me, it took about two months of doing the meditations, physically relaxing, mentally relaxing, and visualizing. And the visualizations are like running real fast on a pathway or spinning in place or going on a swing set, anything with movement will do it because that will pull you right out of your body. Or you can just call out to a spirit guide or a deceased loved one and they will pull you out of your body. So there are various methods to do this. And for me, the first time, I, you, you'll feel certain bodily sensations like heaviness or lightness or movement, tingling, numbness, vertigo. And what you want to get to is the, what we call the vibratory state. And it feels like your whole body is tingling with electricity or not just tingling. I mean, pulsing, it can be very, very strong. Uh, it might be mild, but it can be very strong. And uh, finally I got to that state. I felt just the pulsing energy pulsing through me and I popped right out of my body and I went right across through my room, across the hallway and into the bathroom, <laughs> looking in the mirror, no one's there. And I'm grabbing the counter, like I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I got pulled right back in. There was someone in my room, a spirit guide, I assume. I couldn't really see who it was before I got pulled back into my body. And for the first year, it was just very short, 10, 20 second out-of-body experiences. Because I would get so excited. I'd be like, yay, I did it. And whoosh, you go right back in. The astral body is also called the emotional body. Uh, and there's a reason for that, because your emotions come pouring out in full force especially if you've suppressed them in any way. So some people will have a strong fear barrier. <laughs> For me, it was excitement, but I had to deal with a lot of emotions, anger, um, lust, gluttony. I would create feasts of food and just gorge myself. But finally, I got to the point where I could control it and stay awake long enough, more than a minute, then two minutes, then an hour. And I started off by just exploring my house walking through walls, trying to show myself to people who couldn't see me, because you're a ghost. <laughs> it's really quite frustrating, and it's very dreamlike at first. Uh, so you try to move objects. It's very difficult to do. Some people can. I've never been able to do that. It took me years to appear as an apparition to someone else, but I did it. <laughs> uh, so 
yeah, you can explore the physical world, but at some point you will be pulled to the other side because that's the astral body's natural habitat. And it is wonderful. My mom took me on a tour of the heavenly realm. She was there. Uh, she died when she was 49 years old, had gray hair and wrinkles. But when I saw her, she was gorgeous. She looked maybe 19 or 20. And so did I. <laughs> I mean, I started this as a young guy, but I lost my hair pretty young. But now I go out of body and my, you should see me. <laughs> oh, do I look good. My hair is long and lustrous. I'm really buff. Oh, it's so much fun. And uh, the colors there, I can't even begin to describe how real the other side is. It's the real world. This is a pale reflection. The physical world is a pale reflection. Your true home is on the other side. And when you go there, you'll see what I mean. Uh, you probably have had really vivid dreams of flying or being in a garden-like setting or meeting a deceased loved one. These are half-remembered out-of-body experiences. But the colors are so vibrant. The details are much more detailed. Everything's composed of light, particularly on the higher uh, realms. There are lower hellish realms, which I've recently visited, which is very much like Earth on a bad day, <laughs> LA traffic, that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Uh, and there are a lot of people who are earthbound, stuck in despair or depression or addiction. And it's quite tragic. And if you get good at this, you will be inducted into pulling people over to the other side. Uh, but yeah, the things you can do. I visited a healing temple once. It was so beautiful. I could barely sustain it. I got to meet enlightened masters who radiate wisdom and love at you. Like, wow, I almost don't feel worthy. You can visit the Akashic Library and learn about your past lives. That was so much fun. I was, I was just staring at the walls because it was, looked like it was composed of quartz crystal. I mean, it's so, so beautiful. I mean, I cannot recommend this enough. Please, if anyone, just try, try it before you make a decision about it. Don't believe me. Look into it, try it, and I guarantee you can thank me later. <laughs> uh, you will be so happy you did it. Do you think that we haven't been doing it or we most people many people most people don't have the ability to do it at will because if we do visit these realms we won't want to come back and unless you're really committed to this earth life and you know you're here for a reason and you're you're doing your job like you Preston that maybe then you're given more permission or more awareness of who we are beyond this physical world, like in this place of beauty. Because uh, I know many people who could do it at will, like uh, Garnet and and uh, Kevin. Actually, Garnet can't do it at will. He needs his uh, spirit guide to do it for him. But, uh, you know, they, they, they're on a mission to enlighten humanity with their story. So they happily come back here. Yeah, every time you go to the other side, it's it's tough. Um, I mean, you see this with near-death experiencers. They're like, no, no, I don't want to go back. And I'm like, no, you have to go back. <laughs> and you kind of get that sense when you're out there traveling. And often near-death experiencers aren't allowed past like the barrier into what we would call the heavenly realms itself. But if you do astral travel, you're allowed to go as far as you are able to go. Uh, and you have a sense that, yeah, you will be pulled back. There are times I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go. 
but I know I have to, and you will get pulled back anyway because you have a silver cord which will pull you back. The trick is staying out. Uh, you're not, you don't have to worry about getting possessed or getting lost or going too far out. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the really only big danger is a little bit of homesickness. Yeah. Because <laughs> you come back to earth and you're like, gosh, I just love it there on the other side. But um, it's fine because you know how short life really is once you start doing this because you start to have memories. Uh, you can see the future. You can visit the past. The stuff you can do is unbelievable. It will absolutely cause, it's a great way to become spiritually enlightened to a huge degree. I mean, it's a constant journey, spiritual enlightenment. Uh, but no, I wouldn't worry about, you know, not wanting to come back. Uh, because when, when you do this, you really do get a sense of who you are and your mission on earth. That's one of the great benefits of doing it because you find out, oh, well, I'm really meant to do art or I'm meant to do sports or gardening or writing or you know whatever your calling is becomes really apparent on the other side. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. So, uh, it's, so for you, you said that the channelers and Bashar and people like that told you about your mission here. But when you were astral traveling, did, did you get more clear about your, your mission? Um, I've always known my mission from an early age. <laughs> I'm lucky. My family would look at me like, how do you know you want to be a writer? You know, I'm like, I just know it. I know it's my mission. I'm going to write about amazing things. I didn't know what, but I knew it. Uh, and yeah, going there just made it super clear. Right. And I did meet a gray one time on the other side. <laughs> that, that was quite amazing. That, that was my next question. Did you see any <laughs> ETs in, in the astral form? Because they seem to have more control over their ability to astral project, to be in their physical bodies and their astral bodies. They seem to have sorted all that out, right? Yeah, yeah I have met a gray. I've met all my family members too. I'm like, hey, you're on the, do you realize we're on the other side? I was, saw my brother, Stephen. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. And he was fully conscious. I'm like, you do? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you remember? He's like, no, I don't have that ability. I'm not there yet. And he didn't. So your We're brother was your brother was alive in his physical body, but you met him in his astral body while he was asleep at night. Yeah. And he he knew everything about, but he didn't yeah. remember when he woke up in the morning. Yeah, we're all fully conscious on the other side and living another life. We're not quite, I mean, we're aware of it, but we're only aware of it when we're there. So this is why it's so special and so wonderful and so important because you become almost a more complete human. You start to see the real purpose of dreams and precognitive dreaming and lucid dreaming. The lowest level of dreams is just sort of venting nightmares from the, the horror movie you watched. But most dreams that where people are at now is all about you know fear and desire and emotional things we're working through. And then you start having lucid dreams and precognitive dreams. And that breaks through to out-of-body experiences. And at that point, you don't you start to move beyond the need to even dream. I'm not there yet, but uh definitely I felt it. And yeah, we're all conscious on the other side. We have long conversations. I'm there with my whole family, my mom's there, but there's in a slightly different, I guess, stage of evolution, I guess would be the best way to put it. I talked to my sister about this. She, 
And she said the same thing. She's like, oh yeah, we're in the in-between place. I'm like, oh, is that what you call it? This is the other side, you know that, right? And she's like, yeah, I know it. And she says, I'm not gonna remember though, because I started arguing with her. And I created a UFO is what I did, because you can project your thoughts. Thought rules on the astral plane. If people knew how powerful thoughts were, they would be very careful about every thought they have, because it's just as powerful on the side, on the physical side. Thoughts are things, they truly are. And that's no lie, that's a famous saying, but it's 100% true. Everything you think goes out like a laser cannon and you, it will come back to you. You will create your reality to a certain extent. And this is what causes a lot of people to end up in the lower hellish realms. And they're miserable because they feel like they don't deserve it or they're addicted or they're, they're just so wrapped up in their own negativity. Um, it's very important we watch our thoughts, but yeah, we're all conscious on the other side. It's amazing. We're, we just need to break through those barriers of our compartmentalized consciousness. So we're all doing it, but if you do it deliberately like you did, like practice in meditation, and um, so it took you years to sort of perfect it, I suspect, then when you come back to your body, you have full memory of what you've done do you have full memory or do you have partial memory when you come back into your physical body um well if you're really good at it you have full memory and you can become completely enlightened and you could probably physically levitate i wrote a book called human levitation flying is normal on the other side telekinesis telepathy all of what we would call superhuman powers are normal uh, on the other side. And there are people who can do that here. And that's because they've integrated their rainbow body, as it's often called, with their physical body. So we have yogis and enlightened people levitating and reading your thoughts and like look into the life of Padre Pio. It is amazing what this man could do. Uh, St. Teresa of Avila, um, a lot of uh, really, really spiritually enlightened people. Uh, have broken through these barriers that of com compartmentalization, but we can do it too. And a really good method, real quick, uh, is of course the methods that are already out there. You know, re physical relaxation, mental relaxation, and visualizations. But if you ask yourself every day throughout the day, "Am I out of body right now? Could I possibly be dreaming at this very moment?" and test reality this will carry out into the dream state. So if you do it every hour or regularly, you will do it while you're dreaming. Because the problem is we're all dreaming, we're all out of body and we don't even consider the possibility that we are on the other side. And uh, so what you wanna do is like take an object and throw it up into the air and see if it floats or try to penetrate a solid surface with your finger stick your finger through your desk and you do this throughout the day and one day you'll be at work at the office and you're like ah, i want to go home and you're looking at the clock and you throw up your pencil and it'll float in midair and then suddenly your office environment will fade away and you'll realize you're actually floating above your bed <laughs> this has happened to me uh, so the point is we really need to test reality and this will this is a great method to wake you up and become lucid. Because well, a lot of the times 
you, you don't need to go through this whole process of like trying to leave your body. You're already doing it. And by doing this method, you can wake up when you're already out of body. It's a great method. It works like a charm. And that's just something I wanted to throw out there because, oh, it works so well. Okay. So what you're saying is this is the dream. This is the dream. Like we're in a dream. And so if we're testing it, if we're ceasing to believe this as our only reality and we keep testing it, then we start to wake up in the other reality. Yeah. Like we wake up in the dream, like we're waking up in the yeah. dream. It feels silly testing reality because you're like, am I awake? Well, you know you're awake, but that you think you're awake when you're dreaming too. Right. And when we're, you're dreaming, you're out of body, but you're hallucinating. You're projecting your own environment. And this is where a lot of people are at. And a lucid dream is essentially an out-of-body experience as well. Dreaming is an out-of-body experience, but you're not seeing the actual environment around you. You're, you're creating your own environment. And so you have to ask yourself, am I dreaming? Uh, and once you do this, uh, yeah, it works really well. And yeah, the physical world we live in is actually <laughs> a hallucination. It's very much a dream we've created to we're, live in. We're projecting it. Like you say, we're, we're projecting it. We're buying into collective paradigms, collective ideas, beliefs, and Precisely. then we have our... And our own, like it's all a projection. It's all a holographic projection that we're believing to be real, like the holodeck. Yeah. Physics shows this, that mm. physical reality is actually energetic. What we look at as solid matter isn't really solid matter. It's all pure energy. And the entire universe is pure energy. And we look at stars and like, they're so far away. Well, no, not really. Space is an illusion. It's a product of the physical plane. And when you go to the other side, you realize it because you can teleport when you go out of body you can go all the way to france in a second wherever you can go to the moon you can go wherever you want in the entire universe space is an illusion and for that matter so is time time is a product of the physical plane and when you go to the other side you can see the future and visit the past and it's very hard to explain and it's really disorienting when you do it at first <laughs> Uh, but it's so much fun. And uh, yeah, I really do hope people try it because me trying to explain it is just, it's like almost impossible to do it until you have to experience it yourself. Absolutely. I remember my third out-of-body experience was terrifying because <laughs> the first two were fine. But then one day I woke up next to my bed. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling dizzy. And I finally got my bearings and I looked down at my bed. And there was my body. I thought, oh, I'm dead. I've died. I am now dead. And I felt this cold dread. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm dead. And I dived back into my body and woke up. I'm like, oh, I instantly went to 180 degrees. I'm like, I did it. I'm happy, happy. Uh, but yeah, emotions can be very strong. And I had, I dealt with that for months. I'm like, I'm doing it. Boom, right back in. I'm doing it. Bam, right back in. So I just meditate, like, om, om, om. And I finally popped out. I'm like, om, 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 om. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Bam, right back in. <laughs> but yeah, with patience and effort, you really, it does take a lot of focus. I will say that. You, if you 
go to bed and read your out of body book each night and really just five minutes, meditate on it, set the intention. Don't give up. It will happen. Every night, just ask for an experience. So you will remember what happens to you at night. You deserve to remember. You will, you're missing out on a third of your life if you don't do this. And it's one of the best parts. It will all come back to you at some point. Um, I don't know if you ever had the experience of like remembering a dream that you've had months earlier. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, so, so worth it. It's absolutely worth taking the effort to do it. It's like learning how to ride a unicycle. It's like learning a, how to play piano, a new computer system, uh, walking a tightrope. You have to really focus, put the effort forth. Uh, but you, if you persist, want, the more effort you put forth, you will succeed. It's a natural human talent. This is something that will 100% guaranteed manifest to every single person on this planet at some point on their pathway to spiritual evolution, as will all the other talents of telepathy and telekinesis and healing, superhuman strength, invisibility, all of it. We all have these abilities. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking that it's about overcoming fear. There must be a fear. So it's a great way to actually overcome fear is to practice this. It's, Through the um, lucid dream is an excellent and easy method. Right. Thank or you. You, what you can do is just say, all illusion end. Just oh. Make that command. All illusion end. A spirit actually told me this because I was like, all illusion go away. All illusion. No, she's no, no, no. They came to me and said, just say all illusion end. And I did it and whoosh, it all went away. <laughs> Okay, and I'm going to write that down. Um, if you're having, yeah, thoughts are very powerful. If you think something, it will happen. So that works super well. Or if you're in a lucid dream, try spinning like Wonder Woman. And uh, spin really fast and you'll watch the dream flutter away. And you'll be in the backyard <laughs> or on the other side or floating above your bed or wherever you happen to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, meditation is super important. It's the one thing I think all spiritual masters agree upon. It's something that's present in all religions. Meditation will wake you up spiritually if you persist. Uh, and it's just a matter of relaxing your body and your mind. And that will wake you up to the other realms, no matter how you do it. But there are all kinds of fun meditations you can do. Um, you can do meditations on colors, just go through the whole spectrum because each color has its own vibration and it's so cool because what will happen is you'll go through all the colors and you can you know go from purple to red to orange yellow green blue violet and white light and the white light meditation is awesome this is what you know a lot of people do to sort of clear haunted houses and bad energies it's very powerful and will wake you up. And it's so amazing because you'll be sitting there meditating and you'll, you'll see the colors. You're like, wow, that's so cool. I see the blue ocean. You know, I can see that red rose. You see it and you can inspect it. You can walk around it. It's so cool. But then you do the white light. And every time this happened to me over and over again, I thought someone turned on the light and I'd open my <laughs> eyes. And I'm like, oh, and, uh, because the white light meditation is the most powerful one. So that's one I would definitely focus on. So Preston, the white light meditation is you just 
evoke the white light? You ask the white light to, how do you do it? Um, just try to see white light. Just try to see the light. So you ask for it, like you say, oh, I am seeing the light or I am the light. Is there any sort of thought um, you, process? You could visualize a white fluffy cloud with the sunlight showing through it. You can visualize mm -hmm. yourself turning on a lamp. Mm -hmm. Any, you can visualize like looking at the surface of the ocean with the, anything mm -hmm. with sparkles works nice. really well. Diamonds, any jewels, anything that's sparkly, because the other side is super sparkly. <laughs> I'm like all about sparkles because you go to the other side and like everything sparkles. It's so gorgeous. Amethysts, um, rose quartz, all the, you know, you should see gold on the other side. You think it looks beautiful here. <laughs> oh my God. It will bring tears to your eyes to see rubies and emeralds and gold on the other side. It is unbelievable. And yeah, color meditation is a great way. Another is to meditate on a person, uh, especially a deceased loved one. Uh, because if you sit there and you just meditate on them and how much you love them and what they used to look like and smell like and hear their name, you know, just imagine them calling your name. And suddenly they will be there. And they will pull you out of your body and boom, and, you will find yourself in the heavenly realms. And they can help you. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. You, you bypass all the fear and stuff. I call that the love bridge. It's a love bridge. great, it's a great way for beginners and boom, you're on the other side and you're in your, you know, grandparents arms or whoever it is, your child or anyone who's passed away. Uh, another my, is my friend did that to a friend of mine who had never had any, uh, so-called out of you know experiences you know she said i wish i could do what you do karen and then she's meditating in a yoga session and our dead friend came to her and said let me show you how easy it is and she reached out her astral hand and pulled her out of her body and said let me show you how easy it is to be in heaven and then she found herself in this heavenly realm as she's just meditating in the yoga class yeah yeah yeah, meditate. There's all different colors I mentioned, uh, but you can work with sound as well, and it's so mm. amazing because <laughs> you um, you'll you'll you start to be able to play songs in your head, and a good way to start is just with sounds you're very familiar with, a person's voice or a song you know really well, but then you can close your eyes and you're there and you're meditating and boom, you have a whole brass band going dun, dun, <laughs> play and all of this stuff raises your awareness to the point where it makes astral travel much easier. Uh, but meditating of any kind will help. A really good one is just a natural setting. Does um, Preston have a book on this topic for meditation and or astral travel? Which I do. do you recommend? Oh, you've got your own book? Yeah, I wrote a book called Out of Body Journeys, A Beginner's Approach. Um, and I think it really does work well for beginners because a lot of books just jump right into the deep end and are like, it's easy, easy. I'm like, well, you know, sometimes you need to sort of need to introduce people slowly to this because it's a big belief system change for a lot of people. Yeah. So my, yeah, my book I'd recommend, but ultimately I think some of the best books are by Robert Monroe and William Buhlman, uh, Robert Peterson, uh, there's a lot of good books. Marilyn Hughes, I love her books. She's very religious, but and I, I'm not really a religious guy, but boy, she's good at it. 
and uh, her books taught me quite a bit. Uh, yeah, any there's a lot of really good astral books. I haven't read a dud among. I have a library of like thirty or forty of them. Oh wow! And I love all of them. Yeah, but your book sounds great. I think that we all should get your book to um, practice it. It's like two o'clock in the morning there for Brad and Vladdy. I'm, I'm looking at Brad. He's astral traveling. <laughs> uh, it's actually 2, 2.20. Uh, has anyone got it? Uh, we've kept you over time, Preston, but you are just so fascinating. You just, I'm, and this subject of astral traveling, I just love you hearing explaining it. Oh, I love, I just love it. Um, you, you only met one gray in all your astral adventures, only one ET, not, not, no. a, not a stack of them. No, just, just the one. I haven't, because you kind of have a bucket list and you're very focused. And you're like, this is what I want to do this time. Well, this is what I want to do this time. And so you're really focused when, I mean, that works really well. If you want to do this is having a, having a focus and intention. So right. not just like, I just want to pop out a body, but say, I want to pop out a body and do this. Yeah. Like, I want so to see, have that intention. I want to see my mom. I want to learn about a past life. I want to go right. to the healing temple. I want to, I want to do this or that. Okay. Um, that's good advice. I did have a couple of mediums tell me that you're, you know, your house is haunted. And I'm like, it is? Because <laughs> that would explain why the lights kept going on and off and the fan. Finally, I popped out of body and I went through my house and I found the guy, the little bugger. I'm like, hey, here's this man, <laughs> brown hair, round face. I'm like, what's your name? He says, my name is Mac. I'm like, Mac, you're haunting my house. <laughs> what are you doing here? You have to go you know, to the other side. You, you shouldn't be hanging out here. And I pulled him out of the house. I'm like, go. And I went back and I found another guy in there. I'm like, what's your name? He's like, my name is Bill. I'm like, oh, hi, Bill. I don't know what you're doing here in the house. You know, I, do you know that there's another side? You'll, there's a lot more fun there. Uh, and uh, I would often try to show myself to my brothers and sisters and they wouldn't see me. And finally I found this, actually it's the lady I'm interviewing now in Florida. She's had out of body experiences. And so just as a lark, I went to her house. And uh, she turned around and looked right at me. She was on the phone. She says, I can't talk now. I'm being robbed. I'm like, oh, my Lord, you know, oh, my God. And uh, I went back to my body. And the next morning, she calls me up. We're good friends. And uh, we're just talking. And she didn't say anything about being robbed. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. Because she would have told me right off the bat. But she said, oh, and I saw you last night. I'm like, oh, you did? She's like, yeah, I was on the phone. I'm like, yeah, you were, I saw you. You saw me? And she's like, yeah, I saw you. You look good. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you say? What did you say to me? Because you said something. And she says, oh, I said, I can't talk now. I'm with Rob. She was talking to a gentleman who was having an emotional crisis. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. And it was just a week later, I'm lying in bed my room fills up with light and I open my eyes and it's her in full color, an apparition covered with gold, a gold aura all around her. She's grinning from ear to ear. And she's like, hi. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, it's you. Turnabout's fair play, I guess. <laughs> and since then, yeah, we've had shared out-of-body adventures, which I've never been able to do with anyone. And I've tried, uh, but we is, did it. Is this Wendy? Is this Wendy that you're talking about? 
Uh, no, it's not. It's this is a lady in Florida. Her name is Dolly, actually. Oh, Dolly, because uh, I remember I had, when you and I had the show, did the show on my show. We spoke about Wendy's experience, and then you had a, did an interview with her on your channel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah, sorry, go on about Dolly. Dolly sounds amazing too. Are you going to do an interview with her on your channel as well? Um, yeah, I really would like to, but mm. we're working on the books. I'm kind of waiting until that's complete. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm trying to get Wendy back. I'm trying to get her to come forward and yeah. you know, public because she's got some really good information. I remember you said that to me. I don't know if it was on camera or off camera that she wasn't willing to come forward because uh, I wanted to interview her and you said, nah, she's not going to be interviewed. And then I saw her and I'm like, yes, she's coming forward. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 The ETs told her it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. She says, the ETs say it's okay for me to talk to you and, and go forward, which is yeah. what just recently had a guy calling from England. He says, are you Preston Denny who investigates UFOs? I'm like, yeah. He says, oh, well, I had encounter with Grace this morning. And they said, we want you to talk to Preston Dennett. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, they told me to call you. And that knocked my socks off. I'm like, wait a second. Are the greys watching? Are they reading my books? Do they know? Oh, my God. I mean, it freaked me out a little bit. And I've had enough of my own sightings to know that to a certain extent, I am a contactee. I mean, I'm now currently dreaming I'm on board UFOs. So I think I'm getting there to the point where, you know, I'm like the people I interview, but not quite there yet. But yeah, the Greys know about me. Oh, absolutely. Hi, <laughs> absolutely. And Mary Rodwell said the same thing. You know, she's um, she's had her clients say, oh, yeah, I saw you up on the ship last night. But she has no memory of being up on the ships. Uh, and, and she's quite okay with that because she says that she has to stay very grounded and real and human to sort of do the work that she does like she she's she's relaying other people's stories but she's not having any memory of her own experiences at this stage she's only in her 60s yeah. but anyway i'm pretty sure most contactee or uh, researchers are also contactees oh yeah of course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Preston is famous amongst the ET services. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely. You are. Three, three of us so far have bought your book while we had this conversation. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so honored, you guys. Thank you. That's really humbling. Well, well we're honored to have you here. And, you know, a few people have had to leave. Dan's gone and David had to go. And because it's Monday here in Australia. And Oh my God, Preston, thank you so much for taking this time out to be with us today on your Sunday. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like all zinging with energy right now, just talking about all this. So <laughs> Me too. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> thank you, honey one. Thank you so much for coming on with us. It's been amazing. Thank Hello. you so much, Preston. It was amazing. Thank, thank you. you, Preston. Amazing. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, it was fantastic. It. So much beautiful stuff in here. Loved it. You're a beautiful, beautiful soul. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, de definitely a catalyst. We're all lighting up. So <gasps> really, really work, doing your work. Yeah. Y'all make me so happy. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> you make us happy. Thanks again, darling one. It's been an absolute blast. Big love. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>